Luke 21 says in verse 5, Luke 21, verse 5, let's pray. Father, we do love you. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to preach today. We ask you to open up the scriptures to us and talk to us. Be thou magnified if we go down through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 5, And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come in which there shall not be left one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. And that happened in 70 A.D. under Titus. And and uh, it was 40 years after Christ was there. Amen. It was a picture of the judgment. And that's why people say the book of Revelation was written before this point right here. So therefore they allegorize it and explain it away. But the book of Revelation was 25 years past 70 A.D. It was written in 96 A.D. Verse 8. Verse 7. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what will be the sign there be? Or what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that ye be not what? Deceived. He's worried. You're not worried. He's warning people that deception is very possible, and you better take heed to yourself that you don't get deceived. Well, why? What's going to happen, Lord? For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. There's a bunch of people that's already doing that. Uh, you can go on YouTube and you can find at least three men right now that's claiming they're Christ and they got followed. And people are following them. They got one guy down in Florida. The people are taking the mark of the beast. They're, they're taking 666. They're getting tattoos of 666 all over their bodies and the things that they're going through. These are so-called believers. And he says, there is no sin. And he's turning around telling people, you can go out and live any way you want because I paid for all sins, so there is no sin, so there's nothing wrong. And these people are living all kinds of wicked lifestyles. And one man's mother on that video, uh, her son gave a million dollars to this man's ministry. I mean, they're packing buckets full. And they can live any way they want, do whatever they want, and this guy's claiming to be Christ. And people confronting him and asking him all kinds of stuff. And people are worshiping him, following him. That's how many people are out there. Did you know that there's over one billion people today that received Christ, a false Christ, in a wafer form. A man holds up a wafer, and he says, Jesus enters into that wafer, and they stick it in these Catholics' mouths. Amen? They say, receive Christ. They didn't say, receive a piece of bread that represents Christ. They said, receive Christ. And they open their mouth, and they're receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's they put it in a monstrance. You know what a monstrance is? Anybody know what a monstrance is? A monstrance is a picture of a sunburst. You know how the little light rays, when you draw a picture of the sun, all these light rays? Well, they got golden ones. And they got all these rays coming off of there. And in the center, they place what they call the host, the Eucharist. And they place that in there, and people bow down and worship. And they walk through the streets, parading through the streets, holding that up, and people are bowing down and worshiping a false Christ. They say the priests are Jesus. They say, according to John 20, 22, that they got power to forgive sin, so therefore they're Jesus. You know how many people look up to them and call them what? Father. They believe they have supernatural power and they worship Christ through them. And then they call the guy sitting in Rome in the Vatican, Holy Father. A title only given to God the Father in John 17. He usurps the authority and he claims that he is God. And all the earth is subject to him. He takes the place of Jesus Christ. 
False Christ. People worship him. How do you know? There's billions of them that reach out to kiss him and want to be blessed by him. They kiss his ring, kiss his hand. He's nothing but a fornicating liquorhead. He's a false Christ. And he claims he is. Amen? People worship him. Who? A billion. Over a billion people. That's one-sixth of the world's population. Take heed to be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Amen. Go ye not, therefore, after them. Don't follow. How are you going to know the truth, preacher? Right here. The Bible, the King James Bible, will tell you the truth. Follow the book. Amen. He'll show you. Verse 9. But when ye shall hear wars and commotions, you know any local commotions? You heard of any commotions lately? What about Ferguson? What about Baltimore? What about the L.A. riots? What about, I mean, you, you get on YouTube, you see people rioting in the streets all over the place. All over the world. Police are lined up, amen, and people are throwing rocks and bottles and they're shooting, they're throwing mob-top cocktails or however you pronounce that. And uh, they're, 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 they're crashing and thrashing and and uh, screaming and hollering. And there's always some kind of commotion going on somewhere. Right? Amen. Commotion. Now, when you have a faithful, a faithful protest, where protesters come and have a quiet protest like the tax the Tea Party does on, on Washington and a million Tea Parties show up, they cleaned up after themselves, they held signs, they weren't out of order, and the government calls them terrorists. But the people that occupied Wall Street, amen, destroying restaurants, destroying places, amen, excrementing on police cars and all kinds of other things, and they call that right when they're fornicating and doing all kinds of wicked stuff right out there in the open, and they're rioting and throwing rocks and destroying businesses and polluting the area. I'm telling you, this world's twisted, it's corrupted. But when you shall hear wars and commotions, be not terrified. Did you hear what they're doing over there in Libya and Yemen and Syria and ISIS and all that other kind of stuff? Amen. Wars everywhere. Commotions everywhere. Upheaval everywhere. Be not terrified. So what's the Lord say right there? Be not what? He said, don't get, don't get upset. Don't get worried about it. Don't be terrified. Why? Amen. For these things must first come to pass. But the end is not what? What's the end? The tribulation, the great tribulation period. The end. It's a period of time. The end is not yet. It's a period of time. It's a time of Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah 30, verse 7. The time of Jacob's trouble. It's a time where God sits back and begins to judge Israel for the rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ and deals with it as a nation about their sins and they, when they accept the Antichrist. In the process... Of Jacob's trouble, he's going to judge the nations. And he's going to punish the host of the high one. He's going to take care of the devil and a bunch of different things. The time of the end is a period of time in which God deals with people. Seven year period of time. Verse 10. Then he said unto them, Nations shall rise against nations. You know, any, you know anybody doing that? America's one of them. Hello. <laughs> I mean, Iran, right? They're, they're, Israel's talking about bombing them, and uh, the United States has gone in and bombed other countries, Afghanistan, Iraq, 
right? It's also talking about probably back First World War, Second World War, preparing for Third World War. Amen. Did Russia come in against Ukraine? Amen. Did Japanese come against America? Isn't China getting prepared to yoke up with Iran according to the book of Revelation and come across the Euphrates River? Amen. Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places. You just hear what happened in Nepal? Two of them? Two major ones? 10,000 people dead? What about happened in Haiti a couple years ago? What about the one that hit Iran where 30,000 plus people died in a, in a city called Bam? Yeah, earthquakes are happening all over. You get on an earthquake app, type in on your, your smartphone, get on an earthquake app, and look at how many earthquakes happen every day around the world. You know, they got a major, they call the new uh, Andreas Fault or whatever they call that, right down through the Mississippi River on up, and they're showing you a brand new map of how the earth is going to change once that thing breaks and happens. And a bunch of them say it's through fracking and all this oil drilling that we're doing stuff that's causing these problems. It's a pretty amazing revelation. You know, they got a volcano that's about to erupt over there in Yellowstone National Park. That there's people that's already claimed it would go off. I'm telling you, the things are happening. There's a volcano just went off in Chile. Right? There's all kinds of things transpiring. Amen. Great earthquakes in divers places and what? Famines. You know what a famine is? It's happening right now in California. Southern California is so dry they're not getting any rain. Amen. That they're rationing water and they want to fine people up to $10,000 for overusing the amount of water. And farmers can't even grow crops out there in them areas because they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to irrigate. And there's lakes that's so far down. Amen. That there's way, way down in their levels. They're drying up. Famines happening in the south, southwest United States. That's not talking about what's going on in Ethiopia and other countries where people are starving today. Amen. And what? Not only famines, but pestilence. What's bugging you? <laughs> right? Pestilence. Right? Parasites. You know what's going on right now in America? In Iowa, Nebraska, and other places, the bird flu. You know what's happened with the bird flu? It's killing off chickens. And they said, we might not even have any turkeys for Thanksgiving this year. And they said, the price of eggs may go through the roof. You say, why? Because of the bird flu. They're slaughtering millions of birds that's got this flu. I don't know if it's imposed. I don't know if it's real. But you know what? They're killing them. They're butchering them. And the price of beef's gone through the roof. I'm telling you what, things are fixing to get harder here in the United States. And pestilence. And what? Fearful sights. You ever see any fearful sights? There's people scared to death right now. There's people right now, and I'm just telling you what they're saying. They're, 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 they've seen UFOs. They've seen all kinds of different stuff. They're seeing meteor showers. You can go on YouTube and click on some of these videos, and you'll see you'll see uh, meteors and uh, asteroids flying across the sky, streaking. You'll see flashes of light. You'll see different stuff going on that people are observing. It's a, it's an amazing thing. Fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. You know what? They even got a telescope up there. They're showing you pictures of the sun, and it was real neat. They had a video of the sun up there, and the sun, you know, does one of them little. It ha like had an explosion on it. And you can see all this stuff just shooting out of the sun. It is an explosion. That, that was pretty wild. And I go, wow, how, how are they getting a video of that? So they got a big video up there. And they're zooming in on that stuff. Verse 12. But before all these, uh-oh. They shall lay their hands on you and what? 
persecute you, delivering you up in the synagogues. That's Jewish. They were doing that. They did that in the book of Acts. Amen. The greatest persecutor, remember this, from church history, the greatest persecutor of Christianity is that Jew. They persecuted him. Paul was killing them. Right? They took Peter before Paul got saved. And they took Peter and all them and whipped them and threatened them. They went into the temple and pulled them out of the temple and put them in the jail. They cut off John's head. They crucified Peter upside down. They wound up cutting off the apostle Paul's head. They stoned Stephen to death. And the Jews would cause uproars everywhere. Amen. And they went to the Gentiles. But then the Roman Catholic Church and others, and they persecuted Christianity. And now supposedly ISIS. It's just a unique name. Isn't it? It's just another name for old Babylonian religion. ISIS, seven horse. You ever see the IHS? Why don't you go to uh, like family Christian bookstore, go buy an offer plate, buy some things over there. They got IHS in those plates and they got IHS on the crosses and different things. They say ISIS, seven horse. You know what they're doing? They're bringing in the paganism right into Christianity and Christians are putting it in their church and they see the symbology and they don't even recognize it. Paganism and, and Babylonianism is right into the church. They're mixing it all up. And Isis and Diana and Mary, right? Hello? They're going to persecute you, deliver you up into synagogues and into prisons. What do you say in Revelation 2.10? Revelation 2.10 is a picture uh, of churches in the tribulation, right? It also pictures church ages. But Revelation 2.10, right over there, I think it's Smyrna, right? Ephesus, Smyrna. And then it's it's uh, it says the devil will deliver some of you up into the prison for ten days. He said, "But be faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown of life." He said, "You know what? Some of you could be delivered into prison. And you guess what? You're not coming out alive. Jesus Christ could deliver you. God could deliver you, but instead, He's going to allow you to die for a testimony and a witness against them that their hell may be hotter, and He'll give you a crown of life. Be faithful unto death." You ever read the Fox's Book of Martyrs and read history of how many people were persecuted, killed, and butchered for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and denying water baptism saves you and denying that the, the Eucharist is God? Amen. Bring you into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. For whose name? Who's talking? Do you know the number one hated name in the world tonight is Jesus Christ? It's banned in every federal school. It's banned in the courtrooms. His words, his commandments are being banned from everywhere. That is the most hated, despised name. And if you claim the name of Jesus, they're coming to cut your head off. Revelation chapter 20, for the word of God and the, test and the witness of Jesus. They hate that name. They despise that name. You can worship, do anything you want outside that name. The Muslims are upset. The Buddhists are upset. The Hindus are upset. The atheists are upset. Amen. The Catholic Church is upset. Because ultimately they worship Mary, not Jesus. Amen. Now watch this. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. What kind of testimony you got? You know what it says in the book of Hebrews? They were, listen, they would not receive deliverance that they might have a better resurrection. You know what it's turning to? A testimony. They had a testimony they wouldn't bow to the devil. <laughs> and isn't that a good one? 
I wouldn't compromise. What, what, what kind of testimony you write? Amen? What's your testimony? What kind of testimony you write? This will turn to them for a testimony. Jesus Christ and God will testify to your works and what you've done and said, hey, he died for me. He, he stood for me. He was persecuted for me. She stood. She took a stand. Even though it cost her home and her life and her money and her job, she stood for me. He knows that. It'll turn to you for a testimony. I don't want a testimony of being a compromiser and a God denier. When so many people laid their life down and died and was burnt and tortured and sawn asunder and ripped to pieces, my soul, all for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen. One guy took the wafer out of their hand. They come to his door. They knocked on his door. They handed him, said, do you believe that this is Christ? They had Jesus and a piece of bread. They said, do you believe this is Christ? He reached up, grabbed that thing, threw it on the ground, stomped on it. They went nuts. They went berserk. Amen. And they cut his foot off right where he's, he cut, he stomped on that wafer. And they drug him through the streets and beat him to death. And then burned him. Well, I'll tell you, what, 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 what a way to go. Huh? Well, I think you ought to be nice to everybody. Would you do that if a Catholic priest showed up in your door and said, hey, is this Christ? Would you take it out of the hand and take it out and stomp it? That's what he did. Cost him his life, but he took a stand. What a testimony. Hey. <laughs> he was irreverent, wasn't he? Huh? You know what Elijah did? He mocked him. He ridiculed him. You know, we need, we need Christians willing to stand up and preach and teach the truth. But we've done been bullied by the press, the news media, to cow down and back off and back out because they put on, they superimposed upon us what real Christian love is. You know what they say real Christian love is? Fornication. Amen. Look at verse 14. Settle it. Therefore in your hearts. Not to meditate before what you shall answer. You know what? They're coming. They're coming to us. If the Lord don't rapture us out of here, they're coming to you. It's going to be a crime to be a Christian in this world. It'd be a crime to read that Bible, to quote that Bible, to, to, to have anything to do with that, and to witness about Jesus Christ. It'll be a crime to say that Allah's wrong, Muhammad's wrong, Buddha's wrong. There's only one way. John 14, 6 is fixing to become illegal in this world. Better settle it in your heart. It's settled in mine. I know what I'm going to say. You don't have to premeditate, but I know one thing. The Holy Ghost is in me. And I got a whole lot built up in here, and I'm going to go off. <laughs> Verse 15. Look at this promise. I will give you a mouth. Woo! Praise God. Huh? Right? People like to shoot your tongue off all the time, anyways. It's always flapping and jawing, right? Hello? People are very opinionated. They like telling you their opinion. Right? People like putting everybody in their place. Well, he said, I'm going to give you a mouth. And what? Wisdom. To know how to use it. <laughs> right? He's going to give you a mouth and wisdom. Which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Gainsay, oppose. Amen? They're opposers. They're against. The gainsayer, somebody's in opposition against what you believe. And God's going to allow you to so eloquently preach with boldness the truth of the word of God. That you'll shut them down. They won't be able to withstand it. But you know what they're going to do? They'll kill you over it. 
But they won't be able to argue against what you got to say. And you know what you're going to be able to do? You're going to be able to put them in their place. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, He's going to give you a mouth and wisdom. That's where the righteous need to stand up. Say, Amen. You might kill me. You might destroy my body. But I'm going to tell you something, bud. One day you're going to burn. You're going to meet God. You're going to stand before Him. And you will bow that knee. The Bible said, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Jesus Christ is Lord and the glory of God the Father. Bow before the Son of God before you eternally burn, bud. Amen. See, people don't want to be told they got to bow that knee. They need to bow it. Yeah. They need to bow their heart. They need to bow their head. They need to bend that knee and get on their knees. Amen. It's a proud stiff neck. Stiff neck. I ain't going to bend my head. There ain't nobody going to force me to put my head down. You stiff neck. Ain't that what Stephen called him? You stiff necks. You always do resist the Holy Ghost. Cost him his life, but he stood up. Amen. For I'll give you a mouth of wisdom. Amen. Which all your adversaries, all of them, every one of them. You got an adversary? Let me ask you. You got an adversary? You should. What about the enemies of the cross of Christ? Are they your enemy? You should have some enemies. Dr. Ruckman said, he said, show me a man's enemies and I'll show you, I'll tell you a lot more about that man than you do about his friends. Amen. Beware when all men speak well of you. Amen. Verse 16. And ye shall be what? That's what we're trying to avoid, ain't we? We're, we're, we're trying to avoid anybody to get mad at us and turn and, and betray us. Who betrayed Jesus Christ? Judas, after Jesus spent three years loving him and blessing him and walking with him and talking with him. You know what he did? He betrayed him. For what? 30 measly pieces of silver. Right? Oh, turns his back on. You know how many people are going to turn their back on you? <coughs> Amen. You shall be betrayed both by parents huh, and brethren and kinfolks. And who? Well, that's, that's a pretty good list of people there to put your confidence in, ain't it? Well, blood's thicker than water. Really? They'll sell you out. Huh? Skin for skin, all the man has. Sorry, man. I had to turn you in. I, I'm getting, you know what they did in Constantine's day? They paid people to turn in people that were Christians. You know what they're going to do? Hey, Amen. If they can think they can save their skin and save their neck, they'll turn you in. Did they get a reward out of it? You know how many brothers and sisters and people turn their back on their own family and their kin? You know how many mamas are turning their backs on their kids today? When a woman will take and butcher a baby? Oh, my soul. Huh? A man gets one pregnant, just kill the kid. Just take it down and get it aborted. You know how many mamas and daddies say, just go kill the kid. Just here, here's $500, here's $1,000, go down and just have it killed. Parents are paying for it. You can't afford to raise a baby, go kill it. Mothers are telling daughters to kill their own kids. <laughs> That's what they think, eh? You just kill it. Hey, Amen. You'll be betrayed. And some of you that should cause to be put to death. And you should be hated of all men for who? There it is again. His name's sake. His name. Be hated. Listen, they hate the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Why do they hate the man that loved them the most? Jesus said, for my love. Psalm 109, verse 4. For my love, they became mine adversaries. He said, I come down and I loved you. I died on the cross. 
to pay for your sins. And the world's like going, we don't want you to pay for our sins. We want to atone for it ourselves. We want to get on our face and pray towards the east every day and towards Mecca and Medina. And we, we want to say, Al-Akbar. And uh, we want to murder people and fornicate and live wickedly. We don't want the Son of God. Right? 1.2 billion Islamists hate the Son of God. And they want to murder Christians and Jews. They find a religion that promotes hatred. They don't want to love him. They don't want somebody to wash away their sins and die for them. They want to die in their sins. They want to live in their sins. America wants their booze. They want their dope. They want their sex. They want their Hollywood. They want all their fun and pleasure. They don't want God. Verse 18. For there shall not a hair of your head perish, and in patience possess your souls. When you shall see Jerusalem compassed with what? Guess what's fixing to happen in Jerusalem? I watched yesterday a video. Let me know if it comes here. I want to be able to go see it. It's about Jerusalem and IMAX. I want to go see that video. I watched a seven-minute video clip on Vimo yesterday uh, on the website called Now the End Begins. And he has it on there, he, uh, on his thing, he's talking about Jerusalem. And he showed a video, very beautiful, unbelievable. It's like it's a helicopter-type view showing different angles of Jerusalem. Unbelievable, that whole area. And I'm trying to watch videos on Jerusalem. You know what? Jerusalem's going to become passed about with armies. Not just surrounded, but they're going to, troops are going to be marching up and down through there. Amen. They're fixing to divide that city. And guess what the Pope did this past week? He recognized and gave validity to the Palestinian state, a terrorist group, an organization. He said, I'll recognize him as a state, whether nobody else recognizes him, whether the UN recognizes him, nothing. I will recognize him. And Pope signed a treaty with Hamas, a terrorist, Amen. Recognize him as a state, and now he's going to put pressure on America and the UN to make sure that they give them land and split that city right down the middle and cleanse the West Bank. I'm telling you, it's coming faster than we even know what to do with. And the Pope will show up here in September, and he's going to come in September, and he's going to meet with joint sessions of the Congress and Senate, and he's going to meet with the UN, and he's having a private meeting with Barack Obama. I'm telling you, they're dividing. They're prepared for a two-state solution. Look at what it says. Verse 20. When you say, South Jerusalem, compassed with armies, then know that the desolation, what? Is nigh. He's fixing to split that thing up. He's fixing to destroy that thing. He's fixing to divide that thing. You understand? It's all preparation to judge the world and the nations. Hold your place there and turn to Zephaniah. Zephaniah chapter number 3. Zephaniah chapter number 3. Zephaniah 3 verse 8. Therefore, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day, amen, that I rise up to the what? Pray. The pray. You know what a pray is? Huh? Yeah. It's, it's, he, he's coming to it. Amen. Rise up to pray. For my determination is to gather the nations that I may assemble the kingdoms to pour upon them mine indignation, even all my fierce anger. For all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Can you believe that? You know what he's fixing to do? He's fixing to judge his whole world. He's fixing to put on the nations. He said, my determination, the God in heaven's upstairs said, my determination is to gather the nations because I'm going to wipe them out. How's he going to wipe them out? With fire. 
going to burn them up? Boy, is that a loving God? He's got his arms stretched out right now for love. He's got his arms stretched out for mercy, but people don't want to heed his mercy. They don't want to heed his love. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to get burned up. Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, verse 20. When you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know the desolation is nigh. Then let them which are what? You know what Judea is? You know what Judea It's not a city. It's, a, it's like a county. We live in Dayton, Ohio, Montgomery what? County. county. It's an area. Alright, so Samaria and Judea are areas filled with cities. And they're going to cleanse that thing. They're going to move and purge those Jews out of there and give it to the Palestinians. The Pope this week called a mistake. They're trying to get him to have a two-state solution through Clinton and through Bush and through the first Bush and the second Bush. And now Obama, they've been trying to create a, a, a peace treaty. You know what the stickler's been? Jerusalem. The whole thing about peace comes down to dividing that city. If you take Jerusalem away, you take Bible prophecy away from that Jew, you must. Listen, the stickler is Jerusalem. And it comes into Judea. And he's going to cleanse that thing and he's going to force those Jews out of there. It's fixing to happen. Amen? Fixing to happen. He said, let them which are in Judea flee where? To the mountains. And let them which are in the midst of it, what? Depart out. Get out of there. They're, they're telling them, you better get out of Jerusalem. You know what I just seen a video on? <laughs> a picture of? All these Jews coming back in to the land. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't have no idea what's fixing to really happen, do they? You know what the devil's fixing to do with them in Revelation chapter number 6? He'll eat them. In the tribulation, when they accept the false Christ, you know what he's going to do? He's going to eat them. He's going to offer them up for sacrifice. Human sacrifice, cannibalism. He said, I don't believe that. Right now, 1.2 million or billion Catholics were participating in cannibalism today. They're eating their, they're eating their God. They have an unbloody sacrifice and they put a wafer and they believe they're eating the literal flesh of Jesus Christ. Eating Christ. Eating flesh. You know what they're going to do? They're going to start sacrificing them Jews. And you know what? The devil's going to accept that sacrifice and that worship when they go to human sacrifice and then they're going to eat them. Read Revelation 6, verse or Isaiah 6, 13. Amen. And then he says, watch this. And let not them that are in countries enter therein too. He says, I don't care where you're at. At that period of time, don't come into this area. You, not, you do not want to be in this area. Verse 24, 22. For these be the days of what? Vengeance. That all things which are written may be fulfilled. Over 500 prophecies about the second coming yet to be fulfilled. Fixing to happen. It's fixing to happen. Verse 23, but woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Amen. For there shall be great distress where? In the land. You notice that? It's going to be in the land. You know what he said in the book of Joel? Let's go to Joel chapter number 3. All the Pentecostals want to go to the book of Joel. Amen. They want to claim some kind of false promises that they, they, that's not even true to them. Daniel, Hosea, Joel. Verse 
Verse 1, Behold, in those days, in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, huh, and I will gather all nations, bring them down to the valley of Josaphat, and I will plead with them, and for my people, for my inheritance, amen, whom they have scattered among the nations, and what? Parted my land. They're fixing to divide his land. He's fixing to judge the whole world for the way they're dealing with that Jew. They're going to part his land. It's his land. It's not the Pope's land. It's not, it's not Isaac's land or Ishmael's land. It's God's land. Amen. Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, verse 23. And he says, And there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon who? This people. And they shall fall by the edge of who? The sword. And shall be led away captive from all nations. Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Verse 25, there shall be signs in the sun. We just told you about that. And in the moon. And a bunch of these people are all talking about them four blood moons. And I don't believe it has anything to do with what he's saying right here. But everybody seems to be pointing that way. September, the Feast of Passover, or Tabernacles, that they're supposed to be the fourth blood moon. That ain't what he's talking about right there. This period of time right here, seven years from now. You understand? The moon should be turned into blood, literal blood. Not just look like it's red and bloody. But people are, God's using all those signs to deceive people. He says, he said, uh, and in the stars, and upon the earth, the stress of nations. We're getting there. With what? Perplexity. And the seas and the waves roaring like tsunamis. Amen? Oceans. Look at what it says. And men's hearts failing them, looking for fear after those things. You know what? Everybody's going to freak out. When that dollar collapses, when that dollar goes down, you know what they did when the first uh, Great Depression hit, the stock markets fell? There's people, businessmen, jumping out of business, their windows, killing themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what's going to happen when the dollar collapses now? People's going to freak out. When the almighty buck's gone, you talk about rage, you talk about theft, you talk about problems fixing to hit America. Hey, Amen. It's fixing to, the stock market's coming down. Hey, Amen. Book of uh, uh, Genesis chapter 47 talks about and if money failed, you know what happened in the time of Jacob and Joseph and, and all them? Money failed. What they had to do, they went to the Pharaoh, and Pharaoh provided a way. God gave Joseph a dream, or Pharaoh a dream, and gave Joseph the opportunity to interpret. And they all had to go to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, type of the world, the devil, to get fed. Amen. They're taking your money. They're building up, preparing UN forces, and they're preparing American armies right now in the southwestern United States to come in and shoot against Americans and take their guns away. When American dollar falls, I'm telling you, look out. Your home won't be safe. Your groceries won't be safe. Your car will probably be useless. Amen. And I'm telling you, people, and this is what people don't want to believe in, all your 401Ks, your IRAs, and all this stuff they got in these banks and everything, it's not going to be worth much if you get it at all. It's not going to be pretty. You see what's going to happen? When it crashes, if you do have money, Amen. They may give you 50% of it in exchange. You want to go to Canada? You got to take U.S. dollars and exchange it. You got to go to exchangers and then they trade you for their currency. Or you go to Mexico and you want to get pesos? You got to change dollars into pesos. You know what's going to happen? If you got money that's stashed away somewhere, you got 10, 20, 30,000 stuck away somewhere, you know what they're going to do? When you come to present that, they may confiscate all of it. If a cop came in here and seen that I had 10 grand, amen, he might say, well, what do you got that money for? I said, well, it was an offering, giving it to church. You know what they'd say? 
They say, that's ours. You're, you're involved in illegal drugs. They're confiscating people's money all the time. I just read where they just confiscated $107,000 out of some store owner's business. They're coming in illegally through the Patriot Act and other things, confiscating people's monies. And you don't get it back. I'm telling you, we're heading to a bad place in this country. We're heading, facing the tribulation period. I believe the Lord's coming back soon. I believe he's going to take us out. I'm just trying to show you the warning signs. When a woman has birth, amen, does she have warning signs before that little rascal pops his head out? Yeah, she starts getting bloated. She starts walking real funny. Right? Right? Huh? Right? She starts eating weird. There's all kinds of warning signs when little Junior's showing up. Right? Hello? Come on, Mama, laugh at me. Right? And then all of a sudden, oh! Oh! A pain hits. Right? It's like, uh-oh. And then her water breaks. Oh, man. Right? There's warning signs. You know what? All these things that I'm reading to you are birth pains and warning signs that the world's fixing to have a tribulation like you've never seen. You know what one of the signs is, according to 1 Thessalonians 5, when they said peace and safety. Everything's peace and security. Peace and security. And people are giving up their liberty for security. And they're wrapping up right now. The government bought 1.2 billion hollow point bullets to help come take your guns away. Because they don't believe in the Constitution anymore. They don't believe in the First Amendment rights. They don't believe in the Second Amendment rights. They don't believe you have any rights. And Barack Obama's already got it signed in where they can contain you and hold you without representation, without a lawyer, and they can contain you however long they want to contain you, and they don't have to tell you why they're containing you. And you don't even have to get to see a lawyer. You think you got right to see a lawyer now? Barack Obama's done got it set up where you don't have to even see a lawyer. They can lock you away for five, six, seven, eight years and never have to tell you why they're done. Men's heart failing them because of fear, looking for those things which are coming on the earth and the powers of heaven shall be shaken and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of power and glory that's not the rapture this is the second advent this is revelation what we're reading to you is about the period of time of the revelation or, or tribulation and when when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh and he spake unto them a parable behold the fig tree and who all the trees. You know who he's dealing with? He said, behold, I want to give you a sign. I want to give you something to look at. You know what he's telling you to look at? Look at the fig tree. You know what the fig tree is? It's Israel. When Jesus Christ came and he seen that fig tree, it had no figs on it, it had nothing but leaves. You know what he did with that fig tree? What did he do to it? He cursed it, didn't he? Why? Because the fig leaf, what did Adam hide behind? Adam, picture of self-righteousness. You know what he did? He sewed himself an apron of fig leaves. He tried to make his own self-righteousness, hiding from God. You know what Israel's picture of? A fig leaf. And you know what all they had? They had no fruit. All they had was the fig leaf. They had self-righteousness. And he cursed that fig tree and it dried up from the roots up. Amen. And all the trees. You know what all the trees picture? If the fig tree pictures a nation called Israel, what's all the trees picture? All the nations. We're talking about the UN right here. You know when the UN was born? 1945. You know how old the UN is today? 
70 years old. Israel just turned last week, amen, that she just turned 67 years old. If Israel makes it all the way through to this point of tribulation right there, she'll be 74 years old. How close are we to the rapture? How close are we coming out of this thing? Look at what it says, verse 30. When they now shoot forth, you see and know your own selves that summer's what? Is nigh at hand. So likewise, when you see all these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is at hand. And very last sign to you, this generation shall not pass till all be fulfilled. You know what? Jesus' integrity and testimony all depend on that passage of Scripture being fulfilled. Every bit of what you just read will be fulfilled. It's already in the process of starting to be fulfilled. It will be fulfilled to the T, to the letter, because Jesus spoke it, and he's a prophet, and it's true, and it's coming to pass. Right? Right now, Israel's 67 years old. We're seeing it start to come to pass. Right? We're seeing the nations line up. We're seeing Israel begin to blossom as a nation. We're seeing all those people. Listen, World War I prepared the land for the Jew. World War II prepared the Jew for the land. World War III is prepared Israel to receive the Antichrist. World War IV, Armageddon's prepared Israel and the world to meet the Christ at Armageddon at Revelation chapter 19. Listen, I'm telling you, all the armies are lining up for World War III. They're lining up, amen, things are preparing for the Antichrist. Listen, it's all coming to head. And all it's going to take is the church to get raptured out of here and stand this world on its head and give him power and validity to start his kingdom. He said, what are we? We're just a few days away, maybe, from Pentecost. Maybe from leaving here. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice by Friday we're out here? Saturday? Well, we don't even meet here Sunday on Pentecost? Wouldn't Memorial Day be wonderful with the church raptured out and everybody left behind? <laughs> oh, man, I'm not excited about those left behind. I've been trying to win them, trying to draw them, trying to tell them about Jesus. They're not interested. They'd rather go to the casino. They'd rather get high. They'd rather party. They'd rather have all kinds of fun out there instead of coming to God. There's a bunch of guys out there riding their bikes today, riding, hot riding their cars up and down the road. What are they doing? Are they looking for God? No, they ain't looking for God. They're looking for a party. They're looking for a fun time. They're looking for something else other than God. Verse 34. Verse 33. Heaven and earth shall pass away, which is going to happen. Right? Revelation chapter 20, heaven and earth vanish away. And he creates, Revelation 21, a new heaven and a new earth. Right? Look at what it says. But my word shall not pass away. You can take God to the bank. You can take Jesus to the bank. His word is not going to pass away. It will come to pass exactly like he said it. Verse 34. Now, take heed to yourselves. What's that mean? Take heed to yourselves. Take, take, take attention. Get a hold of this thing. Examine your lives. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your heart should be what? Overcharged. You ever been overcharged? <laughs> Amen. Ain't that what you drink monster drinks for to get charged? Right? Ain't that what they're drinking these kickstart Mountain Dews to get charged? Right? She said, lest your heart be overcharged with what? You know what surfeiting is? Surfeiting? Surfeiting? You know what that is? That's spending too much time over here at Golden Corral. That's gluttonous. Amen. They're just eating with ferocity. You know what ferocity is? It's like a dog. 
Amen. You ever been to Salabar up there? Amen. People knocking you out of the way. Amen. Stacking their plates up. And then when they sit down, they go, they don't even pray. Yeah. Amen. I give my dog some. She just, she devoured that thing. That's the way people eat. I, I make a joke when I go up here to Golden Corral. I go, sweet, sweet. Amen. Let the pigs come. What do they do? They're all pushing each other away, trying to get in there. Right? I mean, I think it's funny. You stand there and wait, man. People bumping you and pushing you. Right? How dare you wait for somebody to pray? <laughs> huh? Amen. We're hungry. Ferocity. Eating. Ferocious eating. Overcharging. Surviving. And drunkenness. Amen. And what? The cares of this life. People are so busy doing their own thing. They ain't got time for God. They ain't got time for his book. They ain't got time for his cause. He said, take heed. So that that day come upon you how? Unawares. You know what? The rapture's going to happen. And it's going to be like a little blimp on the screen. Beep. And people's going to go, what happened? There ain't a whole lot of people probably saved. Yeah. And you know what? The rapture's going to happen. It's like hitting a little speed bump. It's like hitting a little coon on the side of the road. <laughs> what was that? I'm telling you, it's what it's going to be like. Hello? People want to try to portray the rapture. The whole world's going to be turned around, stood up, standing on its head. They're going to shout and drink it up. The casino will probably pack, celebrate. Amen! Christians are gone, hallelujah. Amen. That day coming upon you unawares. For as a snare shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth. You know what a snare is? It's a trap. You know what a snare is? They, the guys would take a rope, hang it up in a tree, and they'd have that piece of rope there. And it covered up with leaves and stuff, and an animal come by, or you come by, it'll just hoist you up in the air and take you up, and then you're hanging. That's the way it's going to happen to the world. It's going to be like a snare. It's going to cinch that trap up, and they're stuck. Now they're in God's trap. And he's going to turn the Antichrist loose on them. And the devil's going to come down from heaven. I beheld Satan falls what? Like, remember, remember said Barak? Huh? Yeah, right? The Greek word is Barak, the Hebrew word. Amen. Over there is Bama in Revelation four or Isaiah fourteen. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to eat his wrath. Ain't that going to be so? Verse thirty six. Watch therefore and pray always that ye may be able, kind of worthy to escape all these things shall come to pass. And stand before the Son of Man. You know what's going to happen? I don't have to worry about making myself worthy because Jesus made me worthy. When I repented and trusted Him as my Savior thirty five years ago, He made me worthy. He gave me the righteousness that I need to be able to appear before God. I don't have to worry about going into the tribulation period. Why? Because Romans chapter 5 verse 9 says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath. The Bible said not in Nahum chapter 1 verse 2, He's appointed his wrath for his enemies. I ain't worried about his wrath. Right? I've been set free. I'm just trying to tell you these are the birth pains. It may very well possible be this year. It may be very well this week. This is the week what they call Shabbat, Pentecost. Amen. The church started at Pentecost. I believe she's going out somewhere around Pentecost. This is the week. Amen. Hopefully. Amen. I've been preaching this now for 30 plus years, and I'm hoping this year is the year that we get to go. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Huh? We'll be sitting around somewhere and we'll all meet in the cloud. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray. Father, we do love you. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. Thank you, Lord, for the truth of the word of God.